Welcome to Konoha Crush, a clandestine effort to exhaustively research and document events occurring in and around the village hidden in the leaves. I'm Ruby. I'm Gwent. Hi! Hi! Hey! It's it's the podcast time. We're making the podcast again. It's time to make the podcast. We do this every week, and we're here again this week making the podcast. How's it, uh, how's it going, Gwen? How, what have you been up to? Uh, pretty, pre- pretty good. Um, I watched some anime. Oh my god, really? Yeah. You're doing so much for this podcast right now. <laughs> well, I'm glad you think so. Uh, let's see. There, there are two shows that I wanna that I wanna mention. Okay. Hit me with them. Parallel World Pharmacy. Okay. And Uncle from Another World. All right. So you're on that Isekai grind. Yeah, as always. As always. All right. Yeah. T- tell me about that. So, I'm going to start with Uncle from Another World because I think it is probably the most interesting one out of this season's like batch of like isekai stuff, and it's like kind of a it's like kind of a spin on it, kind of a parody, where uh, the the main character is like a college kid whose uncle recently woke up from a 17 year old coma, where it turns out that his uncle was living in like another like fantasy world while he was in a coma, and he's like. It's just, like, a fun comedy thing about a guy who's, like, a huge loser and used to be, like, an isekai guy who who has to, All like, right. con- contend with, like, the, the 17 years of culture that, like, happened while he was away. Okay. That sounds like it could be... That sounds like it could be pretty fun. Like, it, it sounds like it might be the sort of thing that winds up being in danger of, like, running through the joke it has. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I, I, I guess we'll see how that goes, right? So there's, I guess there's, like, what, three episodes of that right now? I don't know how many. I don't know how long this anime season's been airing for. I'm, like, so out of the fucking loop. Yeah, it's, like, two or three. Okay. But uh, the other one, Parallel World Pharmacy, is about, like, a super accomplished, like, medical researcher who, like, dedicated his life to, like, curing the disease that killed his baby sister when he was young. Mm-hmm. And he gets reincarnated as the uh, young son of like a of like a noble pharmacist, um, and it basically is about revolutionizing healthcare in a fantasy world. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty good. I feel like a lot of fantasy worlds could use that, you know. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. We, we don't even know what kind of healthcare they got here in Naruto, right? Like, it probably isn't great. It's like medicine you like chew up and like spread on a wound. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean. So that's probably not great, actually. I guess there's like surgery and stuff. I don't know how like. This is getting ahead of ourselves, both in the part, in the fact that we're not at the part of the episode we're talking about Naruto yet, and also this hasn't happened in the show yet. But like, I wonder if like Rock Lee's family had to pay at all for the surgery that he gets. Like, is Tsunade charging? <laughs> Pra- mm. really funny if she is also like <laughs> i don't get the impression that rockley has a family yeah i guess so right, sorry, sorry for that tangent um did you have anything more you want to say about that show before i like uh interrupted you to say some fucking bullshit no it's okay uh yeah i mean like in in, in the most recent episode we got the the like Commoners don't get healthcare talk. And he was all like, that's the most fucked up thing I've ever heard. That's so fucked up. I can't imagine a world like that. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine where class decides how, how well your healthcare is. It's 
So, uh, what have you been up to? Um, I don't know. I I haven't been doing much, like, anime-wise, or, like, much that I feel like I have that much to, like, talk about. I, um, I, like, have been thinking a lot about Transformers for, like, a different podcast I'm guesting on this week. But that's, like, again, pretty pretty out of the purview of, like, what I would say here. I did watch a little bit of anime. I watched the first two episodes of uh, Licorice Recoil. Yeah? How are you liking that one so far? Uh, I think it's, I think it's a lot of fun, you know? I think it's, um... Sometimes you just get, like, a batch of, like, fun anime girls, and then on top of that, you apply the beautiful truth that, like, if you give an anime girl a gun, it's pretty cool. It's so good. You could you could just make a whole show out of that. <laughs> you could just make a whole show where it's John Wick, but cute anime girls. Uh, there's a girl who's so good at dodging bullets. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> She's so, so good. good at dodging bullets and firing her non-lethal bullets through car doors to hit guys. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Just enjoy the anime girls with guns. That's the fucking thing we're here for. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it's been a delight so far. Like I've only seen the first two episodes. I think there's three out so far. You know, I'm probably gonna get caught up on that at some point. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And like, ho- hopefully, keep with it because I've been having a great time so far. Like, I, don't, I don't know what to say it really right now, you know? This, this show could be doing anything, right? It's two episodes into a show about anime girls with guns. Who knows what, is, what this thing is trying to say? Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I've also been watching this. Oh yeah, really? I, I had no idea, Quinn. Yeah. And, um... I, I, I can just say, in both of the episodes that we watched, I was hooting and hollering. She I was. was. <laughs> I heard her. This is where we revealed that we watched it together, so I was not actually surprised that Gwen had been watching this show. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm I'm a bitch that cheers. She is. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a pretty good show. I'm I'm looking forward to more of it. Yeah. Oh, you want to watch an episode after we record? I could I could go for that. Hell yeah. Uh, but like I mean, beyond that, do we have anything else we want to talk about, or should we move on to Naruto? Yeah, I want to watch fucking I want to watch fucking anime girls with guns. So like, obviously we get to move on to the episodes. Come on. We've got to fucking get this Naruto shit out of the way. Episode 78, Naruto's Ninja Handbook. Naruto uses a bunch of shadow clones to get through Gaara's defenses and stick a paper bomb-wrapped kunai in Gaara's butt. Sasuke starts giving Naruto shit about it and offers to make this his final stand if Naruto runs away with Sakura. Naruto remembers Haku's words about how having someone precious to you makes you stronger and conjures an impressive fuckton of clones. The Naruto Swarm delivers the Naruto 2K Uzumaki Barrage, hurting Gara and sending him into a rage that culminates in Gara's perfect possession, a huge sand Godzilla Tanuki. With his chakra drained from all the clones, Naruto resorts to a summoning jutsu one more time. Gamabunta's here. Hell yeah, Gamabunta's here. But before yeah. we talk about Gamabunta, and before we even talk about this episode, we have a new opening. Yeah, this this is the one. This is, this is in a lot of respects, the Naruto opening, right? Um, this is... Uh, the fourth opening for Naruto, it is the song Go, with uh, three exclamation points by Flo. Mm-hmm. And it fucking bangs. It fucking goes. It's a great song. They are fighting dreamers. <laughs> they are so much fighting dreamers. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a real classic. I love to hear it. I've never really felt that moved by the actual, like, sequence behind this opening. Um, like, it's, mm-hmm. it's cute, right? Yeah. Like, it's got a strong enough concept where you got, like, all of the, like... You know, they got, you got, sorry, you got the characters sort of, like, 
positioning themselves on this like scroll that's scrolling by and you get some like nice drawings and there's like some like nice bits of animation in there right like this is a Toshiki Suru and Hirofumi Suzuki joint so like it's it's very competently made it looks pretty good but like it's it's not really my favorite of theirs ultimately um mm-hmm. but the song though the song is good the song is like <laughs> unimpeachable no complaints there you know I I, I for like Hold on, I'm trying to think of how long it's been since I like was first watching Naruto. I almost said 20 years, but that's not true. <laughs> since you were seven. Since I was seven, and I, this this opening had not been on any episodes of Naruto yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, for however long it's been that I've known this song, you know, it's it's got a real infectious energy to it. You just yeah. you just can't beat "We Are Fighting Dreamers." It'll be twenty years someday. It'll be it'll be twenty years someday. When it's twenty years, I'll. I'm not making any promises about reminding you, but like, <laughs> it's a good fucking song. It's such a good fucking song. Yeah, I'm mean, like I don't think I have anything else to say about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing I want to say before we get into it is that like, because I've been reading like the official translations of like the volumes, like sometimes you get like these little. Uh, there's these bits of commentary from Masashi Kishimoto, and you know, like, like a lot of it's just him like talking about like you know how he uh, like grew and developed as an artist in ways not like super relevant to the podcast. But there is a bit in one of those segments where he talks about how uh, an important element of like developing his style was like seeing Tetsuya Nishio's anime character designs. Uh, and so like earlier in this podcast, like you know in an earlier episode of this podcast, I I like talked about Vampire in the Garden, which is a show that Tetsuya Nishio did the character designs on. And said that it looked like Naruto, but like it turns out that actually Naruto looks like Tetsuya Nishio art, which is why sometimes Tetsuya Nishio's art looks more like Naruto than like Masashi Kishimoto's does. Right. Okay. Because he's just kind of trying to be that guy in some real ways, which is beautiful. It's, it's great that it worked out for him like this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great that Tetsuya Nishio got to like work on Naruto. For, like more for Masashi Kishimoto's sake, the, the, the Nishio, I think Tetsuya Nishio would have been fine. Yeah. It's pretty funny, though. It is pretty funny. God, I gotta find an artist to copy. You don't have to. <laughs> no. Of course I don't. Um, but anyway, well, from there, I guess it's time to get to the actual... From there, I guess it's time to get into the actual episodes we've got here, right? Um, the actual episode we watched and that you just, like, summarized, like, five minutes ago or something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we're getting, like... We get right into the action pretty quick, right? Like, before that, there's a bit of Gara trying to, like, taunt Naruto. Like, he he's still, like, in full-on, like, I need to provoke these guys into fighting me so I can kill them mode. But, like, Naruto's just kind of invested enough at this point that he doesn't really need it. Mm-hmm. And I really like this bit of action we get from Naruto at the start here. I really like uh, the way he uses Shadow Clones here. I think it's very fun. Yeah. The, the way he, like, sends them up ahead to get, like, caught in the sand and then uses them as, like, stepping stones, it's good. It's, it's super cool. Like, there's, like, multiple times where he, like, summons, like, one more Shadow Clone in the middle of the air to, like, change his trajectory or, like, have a guy block an attack for him. Yeah. It's, it's like, super cool. It's, like, oh, it, it really gives this great sense of, like, oh, his 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 approach to using this, like, thing as the center of his toolkit right now is, like, really, uh, it's really grown and changed. Yeah, he's really figured it out. He's figured out how to double jump. It's great. Fuck yeah, he has figured out how to double jump. Nobody else in the ninja world is, like, brave enough to partition off half of their chakra for a double jump. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, that's just how it works. You know, he gets gets Gara with the the paper bomb, 
Mm-hmm. And they actually, like, I, I feel like the destructiveness of a paper bomb varies wildly. But, like, this one fucking gets there, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, it fucks up that tree Gara's standing on. Um, you know, like, and, and Gara's just sort of, like, his, like, sand uh, tanuki form around him is sort of, like, collapsing. Yeah, this part looks great. I love I love Gara's melty face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's cool to see a thing that is often just, like, here is a piece of the action that isn't really, like, an actual hit. Just kind of, like, be a big be a big thing. I, I think that's pretty fun. Sasuke is sort of, like, coming to in the middle of this. Like, I mean, he, he catches Naruto when, like, Naruto gets, gets sent flying right mm-hmm. right before Naruto, like, plants the bomb. And uh, he, he, so he, he's, like, a little more conscious now. He's like, okay, Naruto, I've had enough of this. You worked so hard to hit, hit him once. I, I know what's going on here. It's time for me to just die. Uh, so how about you, like, fuck off. <laughs> Take soccer out of here. I'll, I'll handle this. By which I mean, I'll die in the woods. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm 12. I figured out I had a good run. Uh, I think it's time for me to go ahead and die in the woods here. Yeah, like, I wasn't able to kill this guy, and he said if I couldn't kill him, I couldn't kill Itachi, so, like, yeah, I think I'm gonna die in the woods if that's all the same to you. Yeah. <laughs> It's like he wasn't even listening when Gara said, like, hey, Sakura's not getting out of my big sand hand unless you defeat me. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have a very uh, strong sense of, like, what he'd actually be doing here. Uh, he, like, uh, other than, like, kind of struggling to stand. But, like, he thinks he can do it. Um, yeah, I mean, he is 12, and we have established that he is stupid, so... That's so true. <laughs> He probably just thinks he's gonna, like, get a cool new power or something. Like, he might. Yeah, maybe he will, you know? Yeah, I we mean... We know what's going on with that curse mark. Maybe he will get a new power. Yeah, I mean, don't worry about it. Um, but... He doesn't gotta, because Naruto's not done. Naruto's like, no, that's stupid. Don't do that. Naruto's, like, thinking back to Haku. I like that he is thinking back to, like, both the stuff about Haku where it's like, oh, Haku like taught me these very important lessons uh, about like, you know, how it's important to have people you want to protect. And also about how uh, the part where Haku is like, hey, I'm going to let you kill me so you can be the new strong power boy, right? Like mm-hmm. there is both, uh, it, there's both the element of like, oh, I, I learned some very important things and also like, oh, I can't fucking let that happen again. Oh, also, can I call out something that Sasuke said here? Oh, sure. Go for it. Um, there, there, There's this part where Sasuke is like, I'm not going to let it happen again. I'm not going to see any comrades die in front of me. But, like, it's not really something that Sasuke has, like... Like, obviously his family was murdered and everything, but I feel like that's way different. Uh, he, he wasn't was, really he, in a position to do anything about it then. Right, he was just kind of copying a thing that Kakashi said. Uh, oh my god, he, he is. Oh, he wants to be Kakashi so bad. <laughs> I thought it was so fucking funny. That's beautiful. I I totally didn't pick up on that. Yeah. So like I I just want I just want to point out how like twelve and in in love with the idea of being the cool guy he is. It's wonderful. Yeah. Truly, like maturity and under in your understanding of Naruto is so much about like, you know, like you. you I I had my time like oh oh Sasuke is like super cool when I was younger and then like later I was like oh, actually Sasuke's fucking lame. I'm sick of him. And then, like, eventually you loop back around and just like, oh, actually Sasuke's really fucking lame, and that's why he's cool. <laughs> like, glad to be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So, uh, so, so Naruto remembers Haku. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, like, Naruto remembering that, like, having friends rules, actually. 
makes so many clones. <laughs> makes so many clones. I love it whenever Naruto makes just like so many clones. Like at this point, it's pretty restrained how often he pulls out the like, okay, I'm making like a fucking billion guys. Like usually he's like fairly limited. But like yeah. when he just makes like a fucking million guys and it fills up the forest, it's just one of those things that like managed to be cool just from the brute force of like, oh shit, they had to draw all of those guys. <laughs> Yeah, right, right, right. Just, like, every surface, like, peppered with clones, like, all the way into the background as far as it goes. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. He, he, he's ready to, like, launch into his, his big attack. He's, like, going for it. He's, like, immediately in, like, big grandstanding mode, which I love. I love how, like, super, like, dramatic he gets about everything once he's, like, confident. Um, the music's kicking in. Like, I, I feel like a thing I've been super remiss in, like, talking about with the show is, like... I think that the music in Naruto is, like, really good. Like, I really like the, the soundtrack. Um, it's, like, very distinct. It's got, like, this great sense of, like, you know, you've got, like, the cool drums and they got, like, the electric guitars, but they're also mixing in, like, the, sh- the, the shamisen and the shakuhachi. And it's just, like, it, it gives it this really, like, distinct feel where it's, like, oh, yeah, like, the songs in Naruto sound like Naruto. Yeah, totally. Like, and also they sound, like, pretty good. They just, they give me fucking pumped. Um, yeah, right. Like, it totally has... All, all, all the music in Naruto, like, definitely has, like, a very, like, identifiable texture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like pretty much all of it, and I'm saying pretty much all, like, a fucking gun I am placing on the mantle for when we talk about another one of our episodes this, this week. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he's, like, he's, like, rushing at Gara. He's, like, doing an extremely abstracted version of, like, the technique that Sasuke copied from Lee, and then he copied from Sasuke, where it's just, like, yeah, I'm just gonna have, like, a whole bunch of me, uh, like kick a guy a lot he like is talking about it as if there are like literally a thousand of him here like that could be true i don't know but like i i feel like it's really hard to get a thousand guys like close enough to one person in order for them to all hit at the same time yeah like maybe if he waited till he was bigger but like i mean you know he's i guess they're all hitting at the same time right like Mm -hmm. some of them are kicking him up into the air and some of them are punching him while he's in the air and some of them are like punching him towards the ground it's uh it's um we just don't know how many of Naruto there are, and like probably Naruto doesn't either. I don't think he counts and makes this many guys. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I think he's just like, yeah, okay, there's a thousand of me, and I got two fists, so that's two thousand hits. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and then, and and then before, um, Gara goes all you know kaiju mode. Uh, he starts like taunting, like, "All right, now I'm gonna use my feet." For the 4K! <laughs> I'm gonna have each of my clones attack you with both hands and both kicks, so it's gonna be 4,000 hits. <laughs> I'm not normal. <laughs> <laughs> I love dumb fight math. It's beautiful. Guard Gar- Gar transforms. He's a big standing over the trees guy, right? Mm-hmm. And Naruto's like, well, fuck. I can't, I can't just punch that guy, no matter how many of them I am. Mm-hmm. And then Gamabunta's there, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Right? Like, he, he pulls out Gamabunta because Gar's trying to, like, sand crush him. And he's like, shit, try sand crushing this frog that's, like, eight times. Like, not even eight times is too, way too small. I don't want for eight times. Try crushing this frog that's, like, a, this toad that's, like, a hundred times as big as I am. You don't have enough sand for that, idiot. Yeah. Idiot. And he doesn't. He's just, on this head, he's just on the head of a big toad now. Mm-hmm. It's time to move on to the next stage of the fight. Uh, and also, I think it's time to move on to the next stage of the episode, unless you have more you want to say about this. Nope. Ready to move on. Gamabunta isn't about to throw down with Shikaku and refuses to help Naruto. But Gamakichi pops in to tell his dad that Naruto helped him when Gara was trying to bully him earlier. Gamabunta draws his fuck-huge toad knife 
and cuts the sand monster's arm clean off. Gara slips out of the sand monster's head, and Gamabunta lore dumps about Shukaku. Gara puts himself to sleep with the jutsu, and Shukaku takes control. He's kind of a funny guy, actually. Gamabunta needs Naruto to wake up Gara so Shukaku isn't in control anymore, but he needs a form with fangs and claws to hold him still. Naruto uses transformation jutsu, and they take the form of the nine-tailed fox. Alright, so Gamabuta shows up. Gamabuta instantly fucking hates it here. I love that he's like not just like looking up at Naruto and being like, ah, fuck, it's you again. But he also looks over at the Shikaku and is like, oh, I fucking hate this guy. I don't want to fight him. Yeah, yeah, no, he takes one look and he's like, god damn it, it's Shikaku. He knows exactly like who this guy is. He knows all about him. Like maybe he's even fought him before. He doesn't fucking like it. Mm-hmm. The Gamakichi thing is a really nice payoff, right? Because it's like how Naruto like fucked up at summoning a frog in the middle of the fight. You don't think a ton of it later have it then, but then like later it's like, oh hey, this is this is Gamabuta's son actually. Yeah. And so like by and by having protected Gamabuta's son, and also because Shukaku tried to attack Gamabuta's son, this makes Gamabuta pissed off enough to be like, okay, yeah, alright, I'm doing this. Yeah, alright, yeah. Yeah. I fucking love the huge guys fighting like parts of this. Like I, I, every time it just like leans into that scale, it's awesome. Fuck yeah. I love him like just charging forward with this like massive toad knife and like cutting uh Shukaku's arm clean off and the arm goes flying and like collapses into sand. Yes. And, like the, the knife is like embedded like tip first into the earth and it's just like sitting there as this like huge thing for like the rest of the fight. Mm-hmm. And like there's all this stuff where uh Shikaku shooting air bullets and like Gamabut shooting water bullets and that like, collide in the midair and you just make it rain in like a huge radius around them. Mm-hmm. This th- this I think actually like highlighted something for me about like Naruto lore that gets like rewritten later. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I think this fight like really frames like Shukaku and Gamabunta as like the same tier of being. Yeah, like Shuka- like Shukaku is just like a big guy who like used to be alive, but now he's a ghost who gets put in people's bodies. Yeah, like pretty much, right? I, I could definitely see that being like a like a thing that was at one point intended to be like implied about this for sure. Yeah, right, because they seem like roughly equivalent right now. Mm-hmm. You know, at least, like, in the same tier, even if one of them is, like, a little bit stronger. Yeah, and, like, also, like, in terms of, like, Shukaku being, like, a different kind of thing than, like, you know, what Naruto's got going on, we, we get a lot of stuff about how, like, oh, yeah, the, the Shukaku will, like, try and, like, eat away at the personality of its host while they're sleeping, so the Shukaku's host can't fucking sleep ever. Yeah. Which is, like, a pretty raw fucking deal. I, and, like, when you think about that later in the context of, like, oh, actually, uh, Shukaku and the Nine-Tailed Fox are the same thing, I, it just kind of comes across, like, okay, maybe the Shukaku is just, like, a way bigger asshole. It fucking sucks to be Shukaku's host. Yeah, you can't, like, not only did Gara have, like, all that shit happen to him for, like, his entire life, he also couldn't fucking sleep even? Like, no wonder. Yeah, no fucking wonder. Like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of, like, being asleep, personally. Mm-hmm. But also, I understand... That if I couldn't sleep at all ever, I would be either dead or also the Joker. So, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I'm already real close to being the Joker, guys. It just takes one bad day. Alright, well, well, one other thing I want to talk about like, with, with the scale of this fight is I love that Gamabun is like, okay, we need to drop this up quick. Like, primarily because if we keep fighting like this, we're just going to, like, fuck up the whole, the whole environment out here. Yeah. I I also think it's really funny that like when, when they when they start fighting Naruto's like wait don't go over there and then he just points to like part of the identical forest that's around them in every direction. It's like yeah I, I really wouldn't like for anybody who's over there to be crushed. There's a bunch of stuff in this like in this episode. It's like they heard us fucking complaining last week about how like 
it's so like unnecessary for Sakura to be like in peril at this point because of how much like personal stake Naruto has in this fight. So yeah. they have like specifically mentioned like Sakura and like not Sasuke in ways that feel like out- just kind of incongruous here. Yeah, totally. Because Naruto definitely cares more about Sasuke here, right? Yeah, I've, 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 absolutely. What about what about Pakun? What about Pakun? <laughs> what about uh, Tamari? Okay, probably not her. But like, yeah, Tamari. Tamari probably shouldn't fly away. At this point, yeah, yeah. Like at this point, maybe she should just stay where she is. Like, like in the, of, there's like lots of giant bullets flying around. When she's in the zone that is like vaguely trying to not be crushed, that this is not the safest place for her. She missed her chance to leave. Oh yeah. Also, I love when the Shikaku wakes up and he just starts fucking screaming. <laughs> Shikaku's so good. Uh, he's got such like a great voice. Um, like the Gabakichi sees like like hears him, he's like, "Whoa, he's kind of funky." Yeah. Anyway, like Gam would just like, "Okay, yeah, we should end this quick. I'm gonna need to like hold him, hold him still." So Naruto like turns him into the big nine-tailed fox, and like it is probably for the best. That uh, they are so far away from the village right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I mean, both because, like, you know, it, it would freak a lot of people out and maybe it would do some damage to Naruto's, like, kind of uh, st- still, like, being established, like, positive reputation in the village if uh, there was just the nine-tailed fox rampaging off in the distance where everybody could see. And also, like, nobody who's fighting for the leaf right now needs to, like, see a reminder of, like, what was, like, probably one of the most traumatic days of their lives. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's, it's good that they're so removed from, from the rest of the conflict right now. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but but I mean, also, to be fair, like, this is probably going to be one of the, like, other most traumatic days anyway. Yeah, I suppose that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you can just make it a little worse and it would be a huge deal. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. You could just say Orochimaru did that and, like, nobody will get mad at Naruto. It'll be okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, or or even just be like, yeah, the fox is a the the fox is on our side now. Yeah, he's our friend. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he's like under he's under control. Naruto's got him. You guys are like gonna need to get used to like being cool with guys who like try to destroy the village once eventually. So like, you might as well start now. <laughs> Look, especially if it's during the tutoring exams. Especially if it's during the tutoring exams. So we also have, like, a new ending to talk about before we get into that. Did you have anything else you want to say about, like, this episode proper? Uh, no, not really. Okay. Let's get into the new ending. All right. So, yeah, the, the new ending is uh, Imamade Nandomo by The Mass Missile. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which number of ending this is because it, like, slightly out of sync with the the openings, I think. This is, like, the fifth one. I'm not sure. I should have looked up, like, looked into this, but, like, whatever. It's not super important. You can probably figure it out. I, I think this song is, like, less iconic than, uh... Then go, then go, but yeah, I also uh, think it's like completely a fucking banger. Yeah, it's a good song. It's a good song. Like, I, I feel like th- this combination of like opening and ending is like so fucking strong. Like I don't know the next time we'll get like a combination this good, mm-hmm. but I'm really I'm really enjoying it this time. I'm really gonna relish this. Um, this is another uh, Toshikisuru and Hirofumi Suzuki sequence. It's like a much more like it's much more like key animatorless than the opening. It's just like Hirofumi Suzuki and uh, Junichi Takaoka in terms of key animators. So, like. Pretty small in terms of the amount of people actually working on this, but like I, I also like the sequence quite a bit. Like it's, it's pretty restrained, but I think there's some really like, nice moments. You know, I think there's some like fun characterful anim- animation when uh, when like Sakura and Sasuke approach Naruto while he's like sitting down in the distance, and there's like this uh, 
there's a sequence of like these three still images like more and more characters like run into frame and like go over to like hang out with naruto where like in, in each of one in, in each of those images there's a lot of like really character proposing for like all of the different characters in it that's yeah. like super nice you know it's it's it's, it's like a, it's like a fairly like from, from there it's like a, a fairly like standard like yeah here's a lot of like we're, we're panning the camera over like all of the characters we've got some like parallax scrolling over like a lineup of them we've got some like kind of like yeah, I I was actually really impressed with the uh, with like the, the 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 part where it's like the characters are standing still, but like the camera is moving around them. Yeah, and and so you get this like actually really smooth, like really nicely like executed like character rotations, right? Yeah, no, for sure, it is like really like stunningly consistent. Um, for for like the like, you, you know, like it's not like super flashy, but it's like a pretty complex thing that's being asked for, and it's like being pulled off with a really impressive like degree of fidelity. Yeah. At like at like weird angles too, right? Like it's not just like a, it's not just like a like like a like a head height rotation. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. it's it's nice. Yeah, it, it's a nice little sequence. Again, I fucking love the song. Yeah, the song's so good. Um, but that's that's what I have to say about this episode and that yeah. that ending. Uh, so I'm good to move on if you are. Yep. Episode seventy nine: Beyond the Limit of Darkness and Light. In fox form, Gamabunta latches onto Shikaku before poofing back into a toad. Naruto hops off and decks Gara. Shikaku isn't super happy about his time here being cut short, but disappears from the body as Gara comes to. Gara starts burying Naruto in sand, while we check back in with the still struggle and the fight in the village. Orochimaru tells Hiruzen to give up because the village is already pretty much destroyed, while some sand shinobi are wondering why they haven't seen any women or kids. Hiruzen tells Orochimaru not to underestimate the leaf. Okay. So this is an episode of Naruto. It sure is. I think it's kind of a mess in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, let's, let's start by talking about, like, you know, the continued battle out in the woods with, uh, with Gaara and Gamabunta and, like, the Chukaku. Um, what I want to talk about is, like, this is not, like, a particularly unique opinion to me. But once again, I am like looking at what the transformation jutsu can do, and just kind of wondering why more people don't use this more often. Yeah, because you know he just full on turns Gabuta in like into like a fucking replica of the nine-tailed fox. He's like moving super fast. He's like biting onto him. And he's like latching on him with his claws. Right, like it is a. It, it, it seems like it's a very, like like it, it's a very effective tool if like you know you're trying to like suddenly change what you're capable of in a fight and like maybe get the the drop on your opponent. The other thing that's interesting is that, like, Naruto and Gamabunta seem to have, like, merged into one form for the duration of this transformation. Right, I was thinking that. <laughs> like, like Naruto is nowhere to be seen. Whenever he's talking, he's, like, superimposed over, like, the, the like, Gamabunta who's been turned into the Nine-Tailed Fox's, like, face. So it's like, okay, I, I guess they're, like, kind of, like, moment momentarily in the same body and like you know when naruto like leaps off of him to like attack and go punch gara like that's when the transformation is dispelled and like naruto jumps out of that cloud that same cloud of smoke so it's like can you just do that like if you're trying to like infiltrate a place can you just like fit like a bunch of like people into like one man and i have like a man clown car as you like sneak into a village (laughs) oh my god do you want to try it (laughs) it'd be pretty funny at the very least do you are you good at transformation jutsu I should be. I think I think the I think the world is ready for like a transformation jutsu specialist. But I, I I just don't know why we don't have that yet. You should you should start working on that. I should start working on that. D- did we find your thing? 
maybe this is my thing. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be kind of like a jack of all trades. Maybe maybe it's time for me to like zero in a little bit. Right, but but like being a transformation jutsu specialist like helps in the jack of all trades. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Let's let's fucking go for it. Hell yeah. Naruto launches off Gambuta's head and like clocks Gara in the face and like Gara wakes up. Chicago is pissed off at like only getting to be in like less than half of an episode. Um, Mood. I'm like in barely any episodes. Come on. <laughs> Me either. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> we, we haven't been seen since we were like disguised as like two other guys by Orochimaru's side back in the forest of death. Right. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Gara is like back awake he's like still in fucking like I'm gonna kill Naruto mode uh, he's still like coming out of a big like San, San Shukaku thing you know he's, he's still all onto that at least Gara is very much in like a, a mode of existence where like he just sort of assumes that Naruto like being like like trying to fight him is like basically an existential threat like because he doesn't really have the capacity to understand that somebody could be like fighting him and like being this much of a threat to him and not be actively trying to kill him and also, like, you know, even if Naruto isn't trying to kill him, he like he could he could be wrong about like the things that he believes in, and that's like just as bad, basically. So, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a real struggle for Gara to like you know maintain his existence as he understands it. Um, he's he's not really willing to let go, even though uh, you know his his attempt to like escalate the battle has been sort of like drawn back down to uh, like the levels out immediately before. Mm-hmm. But uh, back back in the leaf. Back in the leaf, yeah, we get some like so you know we, we cut back to the leaf. We cut back to like the stadium where like Guy and Kakashi and some other people are like fighting still. Mm-hmm. There's like this really awkward bit of like this is the thing that really stuck out to me. Like there's this cut like where they're like shuriken like clashing in the air, and then we like pan down to like what's what's beneath them, and like Guy and Kakashi are like standing back to back, right? Mm-hmm. So who the fuck was throwing shuriken like above? Guy and Kakashi's heads. Like, who benefits from doing this? What's going on there? It's, it's not a huge deal, but, like, I, I saw that and it was like, wait, wait why, why, why is this happening? What are you conveying to me? This, the fight is still happening. Uh, you know, we go we go and see the Anbu guys who are, like, just sort of, they've still just been sitting there right outside the barrier the entire time. They haven't really, like, refocused their attentions elsewhere. Um, they're just like, damn. I, I hope, I hope the Thurokage is okay in the tree cube. Uh, yeah, like they can't see in there anymore. I feel, I feel like at that point you might as well just go and do something else. There is clearly a lot to be done yeah. in the village here. I wish I was in that barrier. Yeah, yeah. What would you do in that barrier? Like, I'm not, I'm not questioning. I'm, I'm just wondering what your plan of attack is. Oh, I would beat up Enma. Yeah, okay. Get his ass. Get his ass so he's not holding on to the sword so Orochimaru can kill fucking heroes in faster. You know, it would not be hard. That guy's just lying on the ground right now. Yeah, just go step on him. Just go, just go kick him in the nose. This fucking dumb fucking monkey king. Orochimaru should have like had somebody like hiding in him with transformation juice this entire time just for this for this exact sort of situation. Right. Oh my god, we could have both been in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Orochimaru with transformation jutsu. Orochimaru gets so mad when we call him a cloud car, though, so he doesn't let us. <laughs> Orochimaru is like, you know, he's he's getting his soul kind of pulled out, but he still decides it's time to gloat, because he's like, yeah, surely the leaf is being destroyed right now. 
Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, I, I don't know how he knows this exactly because he can't see outside of the tree barrier, but he's like really confident about it. He's like really leaning into this, like, yeah, this is my victory. You know, I, I, every man, woman, and child in the leaf is going to be killed. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be fucking bad for you. I'm going to, you know, it, it is very much the sort of gloating that the villain does before things are about to get turned around. Um, but like, you know, I, 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 sort of, I sort of like understand what his plan is broadly, right? Like we talked to, like, er, like way earlier in this arc, Orochimaru talked about like how he wanted to like set the world into war. And if you just completely like eradicate the Hidden Leaf Village and then like have the sand most directly tied to it, I bet that's just going to like set shit off, you know? Oh, like everything's yeah. just going to start falling apart after that immediately. Definitely. I mean, at, at the very least, there's like this huge like territory, right? Because the leaf was like very expansionist beforehand, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah. everybody's going to be, like, scra- scrambling to, like, fill that space. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as far as, like, starting, a, like, a, a world war goes, like, this is probably a pretty good way to do it. Yeah. So, th- th- there's a line in your summary that, like, when I was, like, looking at your summaries this morning, I was uh-huh. like, wait, wh- wh- what's this about? Because, like, I had totally forgotten about the the, the bit where the sand shinobi are like, uh, wh- why aren't there any women or children here? Um... Like, I went back and, like, sure enough, that scene is in there, and it's kind of fucking absurd, right? Like, we get Orochimaru talking about how, like, all of the, all of, like, the the women and children of the Hidden Leaf are going to be killed, and we, like, cut over to the bad guys, like, just walking into houses and be like, huh, there's no women or children to kill in here. That's weird. I wonder what happens. Yeah, weird. We haven't seen any of those guys all day. <laughs> I wonder what could have happened. I, I I wonder what sort of like strategical thing they could have deployed to like get uh get the women and children out of here. Like I, I don't know what evacuation is. <laughs> right, that's like... a leaf exclusive tactic. The like evacuation stuff in this uh in this arc is like mostly a thing for the anime. Like there's one scene in the manga where mm-hmm. like Konohamaru is like on the like staircase on the side of the mountain and he sees the third Hokage's like face statue crack. And, like, basically every time it's just, like, here's a way that the anime is kind of, like, expanding stuff out. Okay. And I, I was, like, most, like, yeah, okay, sure, this, this is fine. Like, this is, like, this is like a, a, a sort of scene that makes sense to happen. Like, obviously you'd want to get the kids to safety because they're all, like, six and don't know how to fight. But then the way that this episode, like, approaches it <laughs> gets really fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> right. And part of that is, like, I mean, there, there's just, like... The bit where we learned that the place that the that everybody's been evacuated to is these like little fucking shacks that are hanging off the side of the mountain, which again we talked about how the stairs is a bad evacuation path. This is a bad place to evacuate your guys to. Yeah, somebody could just throw an attack over there, like by accident or like as a sicko maneuver, and then like everybody's fucking dead. You should you should have just stopped at the tunnel under the mountain. <laughs> it seems like the tunnel under the mountain is probably safer. There was like a there's like an empty like stone structure they like walked past that like was hidden in the trees that they could have hidden in. They had so many options that were not these shacks on the side of the mountain. Right. I don't know what's going on here. But anyway, out in the the broader leaf village, we see like a bird flying overhead, and like you know everybody everybody in the stadium like stops fighting guys and just like looks out at all the like defeated sand and sound guys on the floor of the arena, and they look up at the birds like oh shit it's the signal and like. Gecko's girlfriend is, like, sitting at, a, at his grave with a bunch of other Anbu guys. And it's like, oh, shit, it's the signal. And I, I, the, the, this, like, bird signal is also a thing that is, like, new to the anime. Mm-hmm. That I think makes a lot of stuff, like, very weird in some ways. Or at least, like, kind of dumb. Yeah. Do you want to get to the next half of this episode? Yeah, let's go, let, let's go ahead and then we can talk about the ways in which the bird signal is kind of dumb. Uh-huh. 
With all the women and children evacuated properly, the Leaf Shinobi starts a counteroffensive, and all the heavy hitters in the village start kicking ass. Naruto grabs some extra chakra from the fox, and struggles through Gara's sand to headbutt him square in the forehead. The sand monster falls away out from under them. Hiruzen realizes he's not going to rip Orochimaru's soul out in time, and resolves to just cut off his soul's arms, so Orochimaru can't use jutsu anymore. Naruto decks Gara one more time, and Hiruzen dies. So at the start of this half of the episode, you know, Konohamaru, like, I guess this is in, like, previous half of the episode, right? But Konohamaru's, like, getting antsy, all cooped up in, like, the, uh, the evacuation room. He's, like, running out of the hall, and he, like, runs into some, like, mysterious people who show up. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that those people are, like, here to, like, bring all of the women into yeah. this shack on the side of a mountain. Yeah. Uh, they spell out the Leaf's, uh, the Leaf's strategy of what to do in case you get attacked. Uh, so, like, the first, the first step, you try and... To, to defeat the surprise attack force. Good and first they've been step. That, yeah, good first step. However, they've been fucking that one up for about a month. Yeah. Step two, uh, evacuate all the women and children. Okay. Fine, fine sure. second step. Step three is basically just like, win? <laughs> I mean, okay, like, I get what they're going for, right? It's like, yeah, okay, we're gonna we're gonna fight back. And and if we can't like de- defeat the enemy like normally, we're gonna get all the non-combatants out of the way, so that the people with like big, dangerous, explosive, flashy attacks can like let loose, right? Yeah, but that doesn't. That's not really what we see. Right, right, right. Like especially because like this whole like expanded evacuation thing is like new to the anime. Like none of the actual structure of the rest of these fights winds up being uh, like reflective of this like nobody actually goes like completely wild except for like maybe choji's dad yeah so it very much like feels like we just <laughs> like uh, the... <clears throat> it very much just winds up feeling like okay we got to the part of the battle where now we try to win and that <laughs> this is this is our, our strategic turning point <laughs> this is our, our leave it strategy genius we stop losing the fight and instead we win it <laughs> it's such a good fucking strategy. Why doesn't everybody do this? Why doesn't anybody else do this? I mean, I guess it's pretty hard for the attacking sound uh, to evacuate all of the women and children that leave so they can't get to the third step. <laughs> uh, I mean, anyway, we... There's a lot of, like, intercutting between, like, a lot of different scenes. I'm not gonna really, like, go through them all in order. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, they happen in the show because it'd be kind of awkward, right? Um, yeah. But, like, you know, here, he, he, we go back to Hiruzen and he's talking about, like, he's talking about, like, ah, you know, Orochimaru, you fucking idiot. Real strength doesn't come from having a lot of jutsu, it comes from wanting to protect people. And I was like, okay, sure. And we, we, we go over to see, like, Naruto, and, like, Naruto is, like, ready to draw in the nine-tailed fox chakra. And, like, as soon as, like, the, the nine-tailed fox chakra, like, starts spreading out, like, an extremely mysterious sound cue plays to me. Yeah, like there's this weird like orchestral flourish that I was like, wait, this isn't this isn't the noise that plays when Naruto does nine-tailed fox stuff, is it? Um, and like, it's not really generally speaking. This is actually a sign that the worst song in the world is about to start playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, it's not that bad, but like, it's not really up to the standards. With the rest of the soundtrack, I feel like it's very like 
plotting and it's like trying to be like kind of grand but because it's like so out of step with the rest of the like show's soundtrack it just winds up being like kind of silly sounding right like it's got all of these like it's got all these like big flourishes and like these big sweeping like like swelling melody that just like rather than rather than like feeling like a, a big moment it just kind of feels like very generic and like it could be from anything and like every time it hits like a big moment and like i i, I kind of had to stop myself from laughing because it's, it's just it just isn't working for me and also like so much of the stuff it's like playing over just looks kind of bad uh-huh like you know as as we go over to like the the winning phase of the leafs like strategy we see like hiyashi doing the worst gentle fist ever where he's just like <laughs> like hitting guys really hard with like his the palm of his hands is making like big smacking noises as they go flying away <laughs> and we get the you know she could show like trio's dads yeah and, and like you know you see this and you think from him it's like oh maybe we'll see what the completed like you know she could show formation would look like maybe we'll see what like you know the perfected form is like three person strategy is like and like how they work together and actually what we get is that all of them basically just have ways to like kill guys with their own jutsu like independently mm-hmm. from each other yeah i i think fig- i figured out why the uh why the kids are like that yeah it's because their dads are like this yeah like shikaku is like yeah i can like strangle a guy with my shadow hands and like you know ichi is like hey i've got like a mind destruction jutsu which is like the mind transfer jutsu except it like is just better in every way and doesn't leave you immobilized <laughs> It just makes a guy fight his his, his allies. Yeah, I have, and, I, have uh, I have an Assassin's Creed like frenzy poison dart that God. just makes guys fight their friends. Yeah, and and Chozo gets like really big and like starts swinging his like big staff into like clouds of dust as it makes like hitting guys noises. That's my. Fa- <laughs> Which just feels kind of ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's my favorite one. We 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 should have seen like a like an overview of like the whole city as like different people from that family just grow huge all at the same time. As soon as oh, the signal yes. is called, like, oh my god, like, like the plan should have been like only because they're there, right? right? But like, he's not even going crazy. He's like carefully like swinging his staff so he doesn't hit buildings, and he's like poking into like clouds of dust where presumably guys are. We can't see. We can't see him hit anybody, right? And we 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 pat over a bunch of like you know the we we, we like we, we see a few other like parents of like. You know, characters we know. We see Kiba's extremely lesbian-looking mom. Um, I, lo- I love Kiba's mom so much. <laughs> Kiba's mom is very cool. I can't, I can't like, fault that, you know. The, the show can't take that from me. She's just awesome. We've got, like, she knows, like, very swaggy dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who, like, shows up in the forest. It's like, yeah, I've, I've had my beetle take out the poison. You know, you're going to be okay. And, like, thankfully for Conkro, doesn't think to, like, look for the guy his son was fighting. Um, yeah, but like you know, it, the 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 scene is just kind of a mess, and I'm like like buying into uh, I'm I'm buying into like Hiruzen's like whole big like grand stand against Orochimaru less and less by the moment because the song is bad and the show isn't looking very good. Mm-hmm. And like, God, I, I don't know, like so, so much of the stuff with Hiruzen and Orochimaru just winds up like failing for me, like both because of like the the like problems with the delivery of it, but also like. There's other reasons too, right? Like, so so much of like the idea, like, oh, we're, we're turning things around now, is predicated on like this, say, this like belief of like the leaf as a fundamentally good place, full of like good people, and like, it's just not. It's it's not really, and like the the, I mean I mean like, and also like as a viewer, the ways in which the leaf is fucked up are like more interesting to me than the way the idea that the leaf is just like good, right? Like, every character 
or like, maybe not every character, but like a whole lot of characters are defined by the, like the ways in which they have been like failed by the system and like pressured into like d difficult situations. To, uh, and you know, they're also all child soldiers. Like on top of that, <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to buy like. There is this like sort of fundamental goodness to appeal to and like rely on, right? Um, when the the premise of the work is that like things are just kind of fundamentally bad. Mm -hmm. So does like Naruto not know that the leaf is fucked up? The the, the show, I mean, not, like the it varies, right? Like sometimes it does, and sometimes it all like you know. There's ways in which it wants to be like broadly, like yeah, the world is like kind of bad, but also like it wants you to be able to root for the leaf at the same time, mm -hmm. and I don't. Think it should, like I think it, if it just didn't want you to do that, it would be to the show's benefit. Yeah, uh, like it, it doesn't work for me on that level. And there's also the extent which like I don't know, like I, I Rochibaru is just more fun than Hiruzen. It it's just true, right? Like I I don't really have like a problem with Rochibaru like getting a W like getting it, taking an L or whatever, right? Like he it's fine if he loses sometimes. He's like the villain. I get it. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I can't believe the show. This show is bad because Orochimaru loses sometimes, and I like Orochimaru. Like, fucking obviously, he's gonna lose sometimes. But like, the fucking paternalistic bent that it takes with like Heroes and Saratobi is like such a fucking boring way for it to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Like, nobody who likes the Joker wants to see the Joker's dad show up and be like, "Now, son, stop fooling around. <laughs> Jokes are only funny when everybody's in on them." And like, now I'm going to shatter your funny bones. So you can never laugh again. The fact that this show, like, starts on, like, oh, Naruto is, like, this rebellious kid in, like, this, uh, this society that is, like, failing him and, like, treating him poorly. And, like, from there, like, in 80 episodes time, we have to go from that to, like, now we're supposed to be cheering for, like, a disappointed dad giving, like, a lecture to his son that he hates. It's like, fuck off. I, I don't want that. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. It's absolutely not what I'm here here for. Also, fucking homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. And, like, here's this guy, his whole, like, epic, like, ironic punishment he's going to dish out to Rochimaru, right? He's going to take away the use of his arms because Rochimaru has become addicted to using jutsu and he's overindulged in jutsu. And it's like, man, shut up. And, like, he, he has this fucking, like... <sighs> You're just rationalizing to yourself that you can only take his arms. <laughs> right. And he, he, like, gets this fucking, like, serene, peaceful, happy look on his face. He's like, ah, Rochimaru, if only I could have killed you with me. If only I could have uh, taken you with me to the other side. And it's like, fucking five episodes ago or whatever, you were talking about how you're gonna, like, be tormenting each other forever in fucking soul prison. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Why is this like a, ah, oh, if only, if only we could have gone, gone beyond the veil together. God, fuck this, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. He's like, he's like, he's, he does the fucking shitty dad thing where he's like dying and he's like closing his eyes and he remembers how Rochimaru was when he was a kid. And it's like, come on, man. You don't, I'm you, not rooting for this. You don't get to fucking do that. You hated how he was as a kid. You said so in an earlier episode. You're like, oh, I always knew he was bad. Fucking here's a, out here channeling the spirit of Scott Adams. Like, yeah, if, you're, if your kid is bad, you can only do nothing or kill him. <sighs> fucking freak. It just kind of falls apart for me at this point. It indulges too much in like me wanting to like Hiruzen more than I do, and so it, it, by overplaying that, it just makes me kind of exhausted with him. And like, I, I, I don't know, like, it, it wants this moment to like feel too good, right? Like, it wants the moment to feel better than it can actually pull off. So it just winds up being really flat and like kind of frustrating to me. Yeah, fucking homophobe. <laughs> uh.
Anyway, Naruto wins. Naruto wins. You know, out, out in the woods, you know, Naruto, like, he summons the nine-tailed fox chakra and he, like, breaks out of the sand at his feet. Like, Gaara's trying to trap him in. He, like, goes and headbutts Gaara again. And, like, there's a cool bit where, like, the Shikaku just, like, crumbles like a big hollow, like, sand structure. That's pretty neat. Um, yeah, I, I, I love that the big sand monster was hollow. We get, like, these really, like, just kind of corny, but, like, great shots where, like, Gara and Naruto are, like, staring each other down, like, from other, like, opposite sides of Gambuta's big knife. So, like, you see, like, the reflection. You see half of them and, like, half of the reflection of the other one. And it's, yeah. just, it's just wonderful. It's just, it's just very, like, you know, I'm, I, I save this part to talk about for last because it's the part I'm, like, most positive about. And, you know, I, I, I like to be positive about this when I can. I'm not making this podcast to be a hater. Yeah. I, I, I like when the boys, you know, have to have to like leaf at each other and they have to go and do their fight. Naruto like gets that last hit in, and we get like that iconic image that are just them just like laying on the fucking ground of the forest together. That part's great. That part I'm here for. Yeah, that part's awesome. Episode eighty, the third Hokage, forever. Enma pulls the sword out of Hiruzen and poofs. Orochimaru is kind of boned about the arms thing and calls his guys off to go home. The sand hand falls away from Sakura. Naruto and Gara are both tuckered out on the ground. Naruto crawls over to Gara to tell him how much he relates to him about being cast out and alone, but he has friends now, who he cares about more than anything. Gara doesn't understand why he would do that, but remembers his uncle telling him about love. Gara wonders if love made Naruto strong, when Sasuke steps in to tell them Sakura's fine. Kunkuro and Tamari pop in to carry Gara away, and Naruto passes out. Gara apologizes to his siblings and the Leaf Shinobi find Hiruzen's corpse. I love so much that Orochimaru was just like, guys, fuck this, let's go home. Let's just, I, I fucking had it. I got out of my arms right now. I can't do Jutsu. I'm, I'm fucking leaving. He takes his, like, four fights. He squad of four special guys, and they carry him off. Um, there's, like, a really great cut where, uh, you know, the, the, the Anbu are, like, moving to pursue, and um, is, it, is it, like, Kitomaru? Is that the spider guy? I don't he, like, remember. He, like, like turns around, like shoots like a spider web, like this this whole like basically like this whole cut uh, to Tetsuya Takeuchi th- uh, cut like it's Tetsuya Takeuchi. <clears throat> this whole scene is uh, Tetsuya Takeuchi, and like it, it just has this like great sense of weight and motion to it. Um, like almost certainly the best looking part of this episode. Starting off strong on that on that on that um moment, and, like I think stuff in general looks pretty good. Yeah, like Orochimaru is like fucking out of there. Um, well, kind of leaving the sand guys like high and dry. They can figure it out. Uh. Back down on the floor of the arena, you know, uh, Kakashi and Guy are just sort of like staring over at uh, Kabuto and um, Baki, right? Mm-hmm. And Baki's like, "Shit, uh, d- d- do we leave now? W- what's going on here?" <laughs> uh, and Guy's like, "Hey, we we need to fucking go after Rojimaru, right? Like, we're gonna get him." And like everybody's basically just ignoring him. Kakashi's like looking over at like Kabuto, who's like still in his Anbu disguise, and he's like, "Hey, Kabuto, is that you?" Kabuto's like, "Damn, you figured me out, didn't you?" It's like, yeah, you're the only boy in the whole world that knows how to do espionage. Of course it was you. Of course it was you. He's kind of like, hey, were, were we going to fight or something? Like, we kind of had, like, a rivalry going on in this arc, it seemed like. And we didn't, nothing really came with that. And Kabuto's like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? You're the copy ninja. I'm not just going to show you my shit. I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Get better at your fucking Sharigan also, idiot. Yeah. This is great. I, I love that for Kabuto. I love him just deciding to not get in any fights the entire arc and just like sort of like stand around and pick off guys when it's not a problem for him. Speaking of standing around, um, Genma was also there standing next to uh, Guy and Kakashi. Yeah. So like, after, after, after Sasuke ran away, did fucking Baki and Genma just kind of just kind of hang? Kind of chill. 
<laughs> like they were squared up and like I, I guess we never see them really fighting again so maybe they're just uh maybe they found some common ground you know i'd i'd like to believe that's the case maybe like maybe like you know genmo like forced baki to realize that he wasn't just gecko too and like you know that sort of like recognition was enough to like forge a beautiful friendship yeah yeah that's beautiful do do we ever learn if genmo can do anything Maybe. Does Genma have abilities? I don't know. Like, maybe he might be, like, on the team with Asuma that goes after, like, Hidan and Kakuzu, like, in, like, part two, and, like, he might get in the fight there. I'm not sure. I don't remember who's on that fucking team. Because, like, I don't know. Like, not not, not to be rude, right? But, like, Baki's not very impressive. He, he has, like, a, he has, like, really strong karate chops. He's got like he's got like wind blades. Yeah, really strong karate chops. Okay. <laughs> and you know, I, I, I don't know. I just I just feel like I just feel like lots of people could take him, except yeah. except, except for maybe Gecko. I, I guess he's kind of like he's kind of like a shittier Tamari if he just does wind blades, right? <laughs> right, because like he doesn't even shoot them really, right? He's not very far. Like he, like the idea is like oh, it's like an unblockable sword or whatever. But yeah. Like, I don't know. Just, it seems pretty lame. Anyway, I could for sure kick his ass, but that's not important right now. That's not important. You can kick a lot of guys' asses, I bet. Yeah, I'm really strong. <laughs> anyway, out in the woods, uh, Gar and Naruto are on the ground. Naruto is like just sort of like thinking about a lot of shit. He's thinking about you know his past. He's thinking about what he knows about Gar's past. He's thinking about like Haku again. I, I really like you know coming back around to Haku in this moment as like uh, like I, I talked about this earlier, but, like as a real motivation for Naruto to just like make sure that shit doesn't happen again, right? Like you know the fight's over and like he doesn't. It doesn't seem like there's anybody for Gar to, like, jump in front of and get impaled, like, by a Chidori for. But, like, you know, he, he doesn't he doesn't want things to happen like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I love how invested Naruto is in, like, making sure Gara understands why, like, things are okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, like, uh, he's, like, fucking painstaking, like, crawling over to Gara so he can, like, be heard better, right? And, like, Gara's, like, terrified. He's, like, no, no, don't kill me, don't kill me. I need to keep existing. I was, like, no, it's okay, it's okay. You know about loving people? You know about caring about people? It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's great for Naruto that, like, he has this moment of, like, he, he's, he's, like, expended everything and he's just gonna, like, try and push himself a little bit further to just, like, talk to somebody. You know, I, I love Naruto being the guy who, like, gets strong enough to just sort of, like, talk to the people he's fighting. Yeah. And I, I really like that, like, as a moment of regard, like, him having this thing that he was, like, afraid of his whole life. Like, oh, what if I actually lose to somebody? What if I just, like stop being who I am, and, like, somebody just talks to him and is like, hey, you know, it, it's, it, it can be all right. You can have friends. It's, it's beautiful. It's like the start of a, it's like the start of a beautiful relationship. I love it. I, lo- I love, I love Gara. I'm glad Gara can, can maybe have a little better of a time from here on out. Yeah, I'm, and, then, like, speaking of that, when, like, his Kankuro and Tamari show up, mm-hmm. when, when, he, when he's being, like, ca- carried away and stuff, when he's just like, hey, guys, I'm sorry. It's so good. It's so good. I think that moment's so sweet. I love Conqueror's reaction. Because, uh, like, you know, this is this is the first time, probably ever. Right. And, like, Conqueror, like, we've established Conqueror thinks his little brother is really fucking cool, even if he's also always kind of, like, ragging on him. Mm-hmm. Like, he has this great surprise reaction. I like it even more in the manga. I'm going to post, post the manga version of that of that, uh, that face. Okay. It's, 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 a, it's a great face. And just sort of him and Tamari like looking at each other like stuns sounds like okay something fucking something fucked up happens and like Gar is just like drifting off like thinking about love and Naruto in com- in some combination with each other. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. 
I also really like that, you know, when Sasuke, like, comes up to, uh, to like, check on Naruto and, like, you know, it, like, tells Naruto everybody's okay. Like, Naruto's just like, oh, that's good. Like, it immediately just, like, fucking collapses into smiling. I think that's great. Yeah. I think that, I, I, I like, uh, you know, Conqueror and Tamari show up to, like, try and get in the way of, uh, of Sasuke and Gar's like, no, don't, don't fucking bother. Let's just go. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> and they're, they're totally satisfied with taking that. That's great for them. Yeah. They can show up later and be cool guys. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy they have that. Looking forward to it, honestly. Yeah, I, I love the Sam siblings. I love those I've been, guys. Like, I've been really delighted by them, like, every time they're on screen. The last thing I have to say about this uh, half of the episode is, like, a, there's another manga panel I want to point out. Like, the previous one I shared because, like, it's got, like, a good expression that I like. This one I like it, uh, it's, is, this one is uh, when when the various Leaf Shinobi are, like, finding Hiroshima's corpse. I like this panel because it Jiraiya looks like the biggest guy in the world. <laughs> Oh my god, look at him! He's fucking huge! He's like nine feet tall, what'd they do? <laughs> oh my god, that's so good! He's like, well, all the all the Leaf guys are gonna be here, so I better make myself look huge so I'm cool and impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's that's something he would do too, god! It is. You know that guy is like fucking, he, he is like modulating how tall he is, depending on how impressive he, like, like, like the girl he's trying to flirt with. He's like, okay, how, how tall of a guy does this girl want? I'm going to be that tall. <laughs> He's girl like guys were eight feet tall. That's what I'm going with today. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm ready to move on to the next half of the episode if you are. Yeah, okay. It's a dreary day when Hiruzen's funeral is being held, and all the leaf ninja are there. It starts to rain, and everybody's just kind of bummed and reflecting on the people they've lost and their memories of Hiruzen. Kakashi's visiting the memorial stone in the woods thinking about Obito, with Gekko's girlfriend and Jiraiya nearby doing their own stuff. The kids line up to lay out flowers for Hiruzen, and Naruto recalls the rule about not showing your feelings as a shinobi. Naruto asks Iruka why people die for the sake of other people, and Sakura points out that the rain stopped. Everyone departs from the funeral and we see two mysterious figures clad in black robes with a red cloud motif. One of them's a fish, but that's not important right now, because the other one has the goddamn Sharingan. All right, yeah. This half of the episode starts off, like, really subdued, like, really quiet. It goes, like, a pretty long time without dialogue. Not quite as long as the manga does. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, you know, there's a lot, of, like, a lot of, like, very subdued scenes of, like, people just, like, walking over to the funeral, they're showing up, it's, like, starting to rain. It, like, eventually breaks that silence with, like, a... With Asuma having this, like, really, like, maudlin kind of corny line of, like, oh, even, even the sky is crying for him. And it's like, come on, man. Chill out. <laughs> I guess that's your dad, but, like, I don't know. Say something better next time. Yeah. Next time your dad dies. <laughs> next time your dad dies. And, you know, a lot, a lot of people here are feeling pretty bad. I have, like, a an exciting candidate for maybe the person at this funeral who feels the worst. Mm-hmm. Which is, in this crowd, we briefly see Kabuto Sensei. The unnamed guy who just had all three of his students uh, be revealed to be spies working for Orochimaru, the guy who just tried to destroy the village and led to a bunch of people dying. Including the Hokage. He's got a lot to think about right now. I'm surprised he's allowed at the funeral. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody's just sort of like thinking back to their memories of third Hokage. Um, And the thing I really like about these flashbacks is that like in all of them, like, you know, in the present, like everything's kind of like dreary and gray. And in the flashback, there's like this super vivid shading that is like way like more so than like the show normally is. Right. Like it's Mm -hmm. like there there is like a there's like a real like warmth to the colors and the way stuff looks that like it is not really necessarily in line with uh, 
you know, how, how the show looks generally, but like, I, I think winds up being pretty characterful. It's like, oh, everybody's like thinking about this person that like, you know, was a part of their lives for, for whatever that meant. Yeah. I, I also think like a lot of these like individual like flashback scenes have like some really like cute art. Like it, it, it's just like characterful and nice looking. The line work is like clean. It's it's all like, it's a lot of like really nice looking still shots that like I think I think are great and like full of some pretty fun stuff. You know, he's like going around, he's like eating Dongo with like team, fuck what team is uh, Hinata, Kiva and Shino. I don't remember the number suddenly. But, like, you know, he's eating Dango with them. He's, like, chasing after uh, Shikamaru and Choji in school when they were kids. He's, like, going over and he's, like, patting Sasuke on the head when Sasuke was, like, a fucking baby and Sasuke's, like, super grumpy about it. He's, like, eating ramen with Naruto. It's, like, you know, all these, like, little scenes of, like, oh, he was just sort of in everybody's life in a way that isn't, like, maybe isn't the most, like, earned. But, like, yeah, you know, it's still nice, right? Like, I, 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 can, I, can, I can buy into it. Yeah, I, I can totally buy into the guy that's just, like, yeah, I want to hang out with all of the kids in the village. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially because most of them are orphans on account of the war crimes. Yeah, I, no, I, I guess that does make sense. That is like actually pretty consistent with like who, who we saw him to be as like the guy who just like shows up at elementary school classes and is like, "Hey, I'm the Hokage. Look at me." Yeah, you, you, you all, you're all gonna do great, kids. Ugh. I, you know, I, I, I don't really have a problem with him generally, unless it's like trying to like go super hard into him as this, like, uncomplicatedly, like, um, uh, uncomplicatedly, like, good guy or whatever, which it, uh, it kind of it leads into, like, in that previous episode and sometimes here, but, like, th- this stuff at least goes down easier for me than the end of that previous episode. Yeah, as, lo- as long as as long as long the kids that you're hanging out with aren't gay. <laughs> <laughs> God. Like, that, that, that isn't the intent, but it is kind of hard to not read it that way sometimes. No, I, yeah, no, no, no. I, I don't literally think this character is homophobic, like, textually. However. When you look at Orochimaru, who is, like, one of the most, like, extremely queer-coded kids in, in, the, in like, the show, and, like, uh, you know, contrast how he, how, like, he winds up relating to his, like, combat dad uh, in, in uh, comparison to how the other characters in the show wind up relating to their combat dads, it's, you know... It's easy to joke about, if nothing else. Yeah, also the rainbow thing. <laughs> the fucking rainbow thing! God damn! What was up with that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe it's something. Maybe there's something there. You know, not, not everybody makes it to the funeral. You know, Kakashi is off in the, uh... He, he, he's off out by, like, the memorial for people, people who are lost. We get this, like, r- kind of ridiculous reveal about Kakashi, where we learn that, like... Oh, he's not actually, like, late all the time because he doesn't care. He's late all the time because every morning he goes to this, like, memorial and is really sad about Obito for, like, a long time. And, like, can't make it to anything on time because of how sad he is. God, mood. Uh, you know, Jiraiya's, like, looking over at this. He's also over here. And he is, like, he he is remembering his time, you know, being trained by Hirzen Saratobi. This is, like, a rare instance of a scene in the manga that winds up being, like, cut down and, like, largely removed for the uh for the anime like this is like a multiple page thing really yeah where we learned that like you you know the bell test that uh kakashi gave naruto and sasuke and sakura where it was like you know it it seemed like a thing that was like a competition between them but actually it was like a a test to like you know teach them teamwork yeah evidently back when heroes and saratobi was doing this shit it it wasn't really like a a secret test it was basically just a competition to, like, humiliate one of your students, it seems like. 
asshole. <laughs> like, Orochimaru, it's not I both get bells and dries, it's just tied to the pole. He's like, alright, you can go. Uh, and they're, like, making fun of Jiraiya as they leave. <laughs> Which is like, okay, interesting. Here isn't just, like, talking, is, is like, telling Jiraiya that he should be, like, more, he, that he should be more like Orochimaru, because, like, Orochimaru is so good at everything. Which, again, interesting. Not what you were saying, like, uh, not what you were saying, like, 40 years from then, but, like... <laughs> and also, like, Jiraiya's like, oh, you, you think I'm so bad at, at Jutsu, but I'm, like, really good at turning invisible to spy on girls. And Hiruzen's like, oh, you should you should teach me how to do that so we can spy on girls together. So, like, pretty bad look for this guy. I, I, can, I guess I can kind of see why they removed this, because it's just him being kind of, like, shitty for, like, a few pages. Yeah, huh. Like, none of this really makes him look good. Though, uh, I, I think it's really funny that the ways in which Jiraiya is, like, reminiscing about the dead guy <laughs> is how much he, like, condoned and enabled him being a sex pest. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, also the ways in which he, like, humiliated him in front of his peers. And, like, you know, Jiraiya, not at the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. <sighs> <sighs> At least he's fucking dead now. <laughs> <laughs> he is dead now. Speaking of how he's dead, back at his funeral, um, Naruto is like, you know, he, he he's just sort of standing there, and he's like, sorry, or kind of, he's like kind of grappling with like, hey, why do why do people like actually like try and like put put their life on the line and die for each other, right? Like he's thinking about how you know, shinobi aren't supposed to care like that, and like, I think it's also interesting to see him in this position after he like very concretely like put his own life at risk for like stuff he believed in, right? Um, yeah like he had that moment now he's like shit why 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 did that happen like what's that about yeah aren't we supposed to be like emotionless killing machines hold on hold on is that is that is that actually not possible (laughs) is that actually impossible and i like that erica like doesn't have like a super great answer he's like he just kind of like has this rambling thing is like about like yeah i mean you know people like come to care about each other and they have connections with other people and like you know that that stuff kind of accumulates and builds up and like sometimes they uh you know, they, they, they sacrifice themselves, and, and it just sort of happens, and it's, it's complicated and weird. I, I like that Yurka doesn't have, like, a like a snappy, like, he, he here's the thing here, I'm going to explain it to you, I've got, like, a like a, a nice, like, clean line for you to, like, put everywhere. It's just kind of like this, yeah, I, I don't know, but, like, people care about each other, and this shit happens. Yeah, I mean, Yurka's just like, yeah, you're right, those are two, like, incongruous pieces of, like, fucking shinobi rhetoric. You're right. Yeah. Shit happens. Do, do, do your best. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. And I was like, yeah, okay. Runs off from the funeral. Uh, the rain stopped. Everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be fine. Anyway, we got some, some fucking guys. Yeah, we got some fucking cool guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's, you know, God. The Akatsuki ropes are so fucking cool. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Just awesome shit. <laughs> Like, you watch Naruto as a Tina, you're fucking stuck thinking the Akatsuki ropes are awesome for the rest of your fucking life. <laughs> it's true, fuck! Uh, and also, you know, generally beyond that, I love when some mysterious guys show up, you know? It's so good when some mysterious guys show up, except we, we know the identity of one of them, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it, it's not, like, super hard to tell that one of these guys is Itachi, you know? He's, like, looking down at the village, and he's like, ah, the village that I came from. We used to be so great, but now, look at it, and, like... The, the other guy, I'm, I'm just going to say his name. I'm not going to be all coy about this. These guys are going to be on, like, next week's episodes anyway, right? The other guy, Kasame, is like, wow, do you, do you have feelings about your home still? And, like, Itachi's like, obviously not. And, like, I gotta say, not getting into it, but if Itachi actually didn't care about the hidden leaf, his life would be much easier. 
Yeah, yeah. Alright, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a fun stinger to like set us like forward like here here's what's next as we we put a wrap on this arc and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing these mysterious guys like mess some shit up in the leaf. Yeah, totally. Me too. Um, is that all there is? That's all there is for me. That's all there is for you. Yeah. What are we watching next week? Next week we are starting a new arc with episodes 81, 82, and 83. We're gonna need to figure out like at some point what times we're gonna watch like four episodes a week in that next arc because it's gonna it's like kind of a weird one in terms of episode count. But like we'll we'll probably figure that out. Um, mm-hmm. and, like we're probably not gonna do it at start of a, at start of a new arc. So you know we'll. Yeah, right. Because the the next episode's gonna be a big one anyway because we gotta like reintroduce the podcast. You know we try to make it the start of every arc sort of like a good like jumping on point. If you're excited to see that next episode, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Konoha Crush. That's all one word, Konoha Crush. Get access to episodes up to a week early. Check out our bonus podcast, uh, Narukai Uzumaki, where we talk about like different like isekai stuff every month. Uh, it's good. Uh, for, for this next month, we're going to be doing uh, ReZero, so we started watching that. And that's, you know, we're, we're going to have some things to say about that. And uh, you can get your name shout out at the end of the at the end of the podcast. So hey, thanks to our joining tier patrons Maple and Izzy, future Jinchiriki of the Six-Tailed Beast. You know, again, thank you so much for your support. It means a lot to us. Any images we talk about during the episode can be found on our Twitter at Konaha Crush, all one word, Konaha Crush. And I've been streaming as always. So you can go ahead and check me out there, uh, twitch.tv slash reziart, R-E-Z-I-A-R-T, uh, you know, draw and stuff, still, still, still doing art fight, probably, probably that's pretty close to ending by the time that this episode is out, but, you know. Actually, I have, I have a plug to do this week, actually. Right, you're going to be on another yeah. podcast. Yeah, I am guesting on another podcast. I am guesting on my friend Nero's podcast, Prime Cuts. Um, I'm going to be talking about some episodes of Transformers Prime over there. I'm going to talk about Starscream, if you're interested in Transformers. And I know like, some of our listeners are, because mm-hmm. I, like, I know a large portion of our listeners that I can say that confidently right now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be over there. I'm like recording the episode tomorrow, but like it's going to go up like the Sunday before you're hearing this, uh, because of the way our release schedules differ. Um, so if, if you want to check that out, like check that out. Sounds fun. I'm hoping it's going to be a good time. Yeah. So, thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, there's no such thing as filler.